Hey! <laughs> oh, man, we were just crying the other day, I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> and today we're breaking down a little bit of my self-discovery to why and what I decided is going to protect me from those moments in the future. Um, and I think a lot of it comes down to us not allowing ourselves to celebrate the in-between, right? There are like these big pie-in-the-sky things that we put out there, and then we don't really give ourselves a way to celebrate all the things that are going to lead up to that. And so that's what we're talking through today. And I don't know, you know, this big fat realization that you deserve to celebrate yourself, period. I don't care. If you feel good about it, if you even feel okay about it, but you did it, check a box, sister. Because you're doing more than most people. Okay, let's go. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. Uh, the Death of a Dream really is my expression from the start of a very sad and low and unaligned place in life where I was struggling with so many living beliefs, so many people telling me that I couldn't just go live my dream life. And it really walks every day through what it looks like to transition out of a life that's just fine and into a life that I wanted to live. And so this is just the daily journal of what that looked like for me. You can take whatever you need from here. Um, I talk through different things that I read, different things that helped me through, different moments and different blocks that I had to break down to get to this better place. And alignment for me looks like being a serial entrepreneur and um, being able to write and speak and talk through what life looks like for me and how other people are pursuing their dreams. So the death of a dream really is just a journey out of that place and into a new and true place. Glad you're here. <laughs> hey, welcome. Looking great as always. Duh. Sheesh. I have the best looking listeners that I have never seen. I've seen some of you and I can confirm you're all gorgeous. You're gorgeous. I can't even help it. I can't. I can't. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and dive in. My great thing is going to look a little bit different today. Um, but it's something that I have to talk about. So now that it's warm, which it wasn't warm yesterday, so I will go ahead and throw that out there. And about 15 minutes in to myself and my child's walk to school, I realized that these are not temperatures at which we navigate the world outdoors in. 
this, like there's this threshold for me. When I walked outside, I was like, oh no, we're good. This is pretty warm. And it wasn't, it wasn't at all. And okay. Sorry. That was weird. But I, I, (laughs) I wanted to bring this to you today because it keeps happening. And I'm a little concerned and I want to bring awareness to the topic. And I also want to really know if this is happening to anyone else and just kind of let everybody know that it's okay. Um, So now that it's getting warmer, even though it was not warm yesterday and we still walked and then I realized that we shouldn't have walked and I spent a lot more time outdoors yesterday than I promised to myself that I ever would because of the frigid temperatures. And I don't know what happened. And also wind is my enemy. We are complete opposites. We are certainly um, enemies. And I was outside yesterday all day in it. And I don't know what happened and I don't know how we got here, but we did. And so we walked and we walk every day now that it's warm. And every day we're plagued by the same thing. And I'm like getting more concerned because I thought, oh, you know, maybe this is just because we just started. Maybe this will go away. And it just keeps coming back. And a little bit like it, it makes me fearful because I'm like, does this happen to anyone else? Does anyone else experience this? Am I the only one? And here it is. We are constantly plagued by lava. Lava. It, it pops up everywhere. It comes out of nowhere. Like, we'll just be having a regular old day. And all of a sudden, hot lava has filled the entirety of our house. We can't even walk anywhere. Sometimes I have on the right socks, but sometimes I don't. And then I have to just stand right where I am unless my children will risk their own lives walking through this lava-filled home to save me. And... It doesn't seem to matter where we are, whether we're outside walking to school or we're just doing the dishes in our house. This lava boils up everywhere, everywhere. And when we've been walking, it will boil up into the cracks and it it happens so quickly. And this is why I wanted to talk about it because like it's, it's happening so, so quickly. I don't even know how to prepare a game plan for this lava. And the only thing that I can prepare is the simple avoidance of it. Like, I have to step on blankets or pillows or anything, really. And hopefully I have on my, apparently, heat-reducing socks. But a lot of times I don't. And I find myself on this island where I, I can't really be safe. And luckily, every time that we've walked, the lava has only been on the cracks. And so if we can avoid the cracks, we can escape the lava burning us. But what I find interesting about this lava is that the rules change and morph and apply differently to different people. 
And once in a while, it'll be a crack, but all of a sudden it will turn into the entirety of the sidewalk. And I don't even know where it comes from. And I wanted to talk about that here because I want you to all be prepared for the potential for this to happen to you. If and when you're present enough to like be able to engage and enjoy these moments that are fleeting, that are like escaping us, right? And this is the coolest part, right? This is where the great thing comes in. I wanted this. I wanted to be able to be present in my children's lives, not just to walk them to school, but to be able to do things, to create this like magical world that we, myself and my husband, are blessed enough to be able to produce for them. And like to be able to avoid the lava, to be able to to be present enough in that moment to like engage fully, to walk around every crack, whether that means the walk home takes 20 minutes instead of 10, that's what it is. Like, that's the kind of presence that I'm talking about. That's the kind of thing. If that's what you want out of life, I want you to be able to get that. And it's not like, Oh, Hannah, so create. No, like, what do you want? And are you willing to say that? And then change your life accordingly. I don't want to fit my life into a box. I want my life to fit around me. And all of the lava-inducing walks that we may take in this lifetime, I want to be able to take them. I want to be able to go on a trip. I want to be able to watch my kids grow up, to go to their games, to be in this present moment, to not be running out of every single second of my life. That's it. And the cool thing is, when you're able to do that, you get to experience the magic of life again. Lava starts popping up everywhere. Hot lava. You can't even escape it, which you actually can. This is the usual escape route. Um, usually there are like stones and things that are created to save me from lava that has just suddenly surrounded me. And it looks like pillows and it looks like towels and books sometimes and like all the things. Right? And like, it's the silliest thing. And that's what I want for you. Be silly. And silliness was not a place where I was a year ago. Presence was not a place where I was three years ago. In fact, I was probably the least present person and parent that existed on this earth. I will go ahead and claim that prize. You can't take it from me. It's a 
fictitious prize. And so good luck to you, good person, in taking my least presence award. You can't. I might even make myself a trophy. But like, you can claim your stake. You can. And you aren't going to get there overnight. But you can get there over time. And I'm coming to you as someone who showed up three years ago, realized that I was very presently unpresent and decided that I didn't want that for myself anymore. And now a brief three years of daily work. I spend my time avoiding lava monsters. Lava monsters? Lava boiling up in cracks on walks home with my kids. And like, that's the coolest thing that I have ever done in my life. And I've done a lot of really cool shit. But that one's going to top the charts for a long time. That's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your great thing. It's important. Okay. So we've done been struggling. Okay. Two days ago, super, super low. Yeah. We're like always, right? It's a roller coaster. It's life. It's real. It's raw. It's crying. It's laughing. It's surviving. It's, it's the modes of life. And this is what I've decided as I've focused on the why of that moment. How did I get there? Why was I so sad? What was that even telling me? These are the two things that I know. One, there's this ever present like need or want to be seen. So I start examining that. Where's that coming from? Why is that? Like, that's the main thing. If I break down most of the things, that's the main thing. And I don't think it's just wanting to be seen. I think it's wanting to be seen for who I am. And I know that parts of that stem from my childhood, <laughs> from being the one that looked different, acted different, talked different, thought different, uh, did things different. Like I, I think it's just fair to say that I was quite a different child. Uh, that's the nicest way to explain it. And when I got into adulthood, it was like, you've never been seen for that person. So let's be something other than that. Anything other than that. And let's see if that person gets seen. And somewhere in there, I lost myself and I was being seen for things that weren't real to me. And so a lot of this work has been in rediscovering who I want to be, what I want to be known for, and finding that truth, rediscovering that person, that person that I was when I was little, um, but then learned that that wasn't okay. And so I think the the bottom line is like, do I deserve to exist? Am I important as this real person that I am? Yeah, I think I've decided yes. Yeah, I am. 
And it feels so much better to be this person. And the more that I allow myself to fully express this person, to let her come out, and that's like, hey, we're not all the way there yet. Can you believe it? Okay, hold on to your hats, good folks. We're not even fully expressed yet. Wait, what? Yeah. Still loving myself back there to finding who that person is. But I think this is the truest portion of that. That piece, that not being seen. So the tears came from like, what if no one cares about what I create? And because I care so deeply about that thing, it feels super personal. And it feels super sad if no one cares. Because I care so much about being able to solve this problem for people, being able to connect people, being able to help people on their journey back to self. And I don't know that I think I just want to be seen as the true, caring, loving person and also prove to people that it's okay to be that person. Like, we don't have to be this bloodthirsty, gross, like, capitalistically disgusting world. We can just, like, honestly, truly love one another. And create from a place of love and support from a place of love versus a place of profit. Like, can I be that person? Does that work? Does that work? And I'll say on the personal side, yes, it works. And here's what I want to get better at. And this is sort of the challenge to all of us right now. I think the reason that I also got sad was that I wasn't really setting myself up to win here. Like, hey, Hannah, why don't you set super unspecific goals for what your journey to entrepreneurialism looks like? Let's go ahead and just get super unspecific about that. Because we've been so super specific about everything else. Let's not set parameters on this because that sounds kind of scary. We've never done this before. What would we even set? And what I realized is the not setting of that left me not celebrating. Because I was going, well, self? Hmm. And this is where the struggle came in. I had a, a local photographer who wanted to test out some things um, some celebration photography, celebration themed photography. Now I will say it was windy and cold yesterday. And if she finds any good photos in that stack, I will be amazed. Anyways, I was like, one of my friends tagged me in it. And then she's like, oh my gosh, okay, cool. And the photographer messaged me and she's like, hey, what do you want to celebrate? And I'm like, well, I just launched my company. And then instantly the like imposter syndrome set in of like, oh yeah, okay. Okay, cool, Hannah, you launched a company. Like, did you actually, did you? Or did you do a pitch? Like nothing really exists. What, what does launching a company look like? 
right? And so then I I go into this spiral of like, okay, you launched a company, you have a website, you went through a 12-week cohort specifically working on this. You're still working one-on-one with someone every day. You're having meetings, you're 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 progressing, you're moving this idea forward, you're testing it, right? All these things. But I I I never sat down and listed out what the progression of that looks like. Now, I have listed goals of where we'll be in three years financially of what I want to build, right? And I sit and I write down my 10 goals that I like want to accomplish in this world. And when I accomplish them, I'll check them off and I'll add a new one. And that's super cool. But a lot of those things. And if you're like me and and you're like, you have this long road ahead of you that looks like self-discovery and you don't even know exactly where you're going to end up, you may start feeling a little bit like I did <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> because you're going, so much of this stuff is is potentially so far out or could happen overnight, but you don't know. And so today I want us to focus on how we get really good about the celebration of self, right? We do our great things every morning. That's super awesome. We're calling in more greatness. That's amazing. Here's the thing. No more to-do lists that stem from self-hate. We're done with that, okay? That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about really getting specific about what you want to accomplish and then allowing yourself to like win in the in-between. So what does it look like to stair-step your way to that accomplishment? And the cool thing about that is it'll probably actually help you get there too, right? And I've done this with so many things. It's almost silly that I didn't do it with this, but I think for me it was like, If I put this accountability on myself here, that that seems kind of scary because then we might have to win at this thing. And guess what? This is what I decided yesterday driving to the photo shoot, which I was like, oh my gosh, I, uh, I don't even really know who I am. I don't know how to dress for this. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to be this person. You know, all the self-sabotage things that we commonly do. What am I even celebrating? Uh, like I know how to do a website. I'm so cool. Oh my gosh. Okay, cool. I decided that I wanted to change my life. And so then I did and like, oh my gosh, cool. Right. And I decided yesterday, no more. We have discovered who this person is going to be. Hannah, right? And I think for a while I decided, you know, I should be Hannah, but kind of with a blanket because what if I offend people by like walking in all my own glory and what if, what if, what if, here's the deal. If you want the back files of what sad and lonely walks look like trying to find yourself, they're there. All 428 episodes of finding self. And self-discovery is never done. 
but I know enough to start confidently walking myself through this world. Here I am. This is what I want to stand for. And this is who I'm going to be. And I am going to go ahead and remove the blanket. I'm quite sure that I removed it yesterday. And I'm not playing it down anymore. I'm not. Nope. And I am going to celebrate. I am going to celebrate launching a website. And I am going to celebrate launching my first company. Whether it's successful or not, I'm going to celebrate just being able to, to know how to do that. Because a lot of people don't know how to do that. And I am going to celebrate that I posted a hundred and I don't know how many episodes I would post in a year. But I am going to celebrate that. Because a lot of people won't do that. I am going to celebrate those things. I am going to find more ways to celebrate myself. And I want all of you to join me. And... When I say ditch to-do list, that's what I'm saying. If you create anything and it has a box and you check that box, you release dopamine. Dopamine makes you super happy. Um, dopamine, I think it's dopamine. And then you also release endorphins just by checking a box. Even if you were like, okay, right after this podcast... I'm going to brush my teeth, okay? I'm writing this down on a list right now, and I have a checkbox. And if you're on video, you can see this. Brush my teeth, checkbox. And right after this, I'm gonna go brush my teeth. And then I'm gonna check that box. And I'm gonna get a little rush of energy, even though that seems like a super small task to have accomplished. It sets my day up to accomplish something, right? And people talk about this all the time. If you just even make your bed, you've accomplished something. Thus, setting your day up to accomplish more. It feels good to accomplish things. We should celebrate that. But I think a lot of you probably are looking like me where it's like, oh, I have big goals and dreams. And the things that I want to do are going to take time are going to take development, are going to take divine timing for a lot of them. And you never know when that's going to happen. And so the work really becomes you just becoming super consistent. And so yesterday when I said consistency is the metric, I want us to get really good about finding things to celebrate in our consistency. Yeah. Not just in the celebrations, not just in the trophy award ceremonies, because those things are fleeting. You're going to win an award someday. And you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. And some of you already have. And you went, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is amazing. And then we all had the same moment the next day where life just went back to normal. And maybe it took a, a couple of days, a couple of weeks to get back to normal because you still had the after fanfare of people who didn't catch the live or didn't see the awards. You know, you got to live on that high for a little bit. And then there's this fall off and you go, oh, 
Huh. Okay. Okay. So this is, this is it. This is light. Okay. Huh. Right. And it felt amazing in that moment, but eventually we returned back. And then, then how do we excite ourselves? And for, I think sports seasons have it really right. Right? They're about three months. And in those three months, you're super consistent. You show up every day. You practice on something. You make changes because you have all these chances to compete, to test yourself, to gain more knowledge, to fail, to win, all these things. And you're constantly testing it. And the biggest thing is you're constantly coming back. You're coming back. You're practicing, you're applying, and you're putting things to work, and you're testing them, and you're failing, and you're moving. And the window is so short, the window of engagement to see the results pay off or come up short, right? No wonder those systems work. And so maybe we start to structure things like that in our seasons, okay? Maybe because that kind of puts a little bitty box on it and it's easier to measure. I want to accomplish this in this season, you know, because for some of us, there's going to be a season of sadness. And so accomplishment is going to look a lot different from a season of growth. Maybe accomplishment in a season of sadness looks like waking up every day. Getting up, getting kids to school reading a book, finding ourselves, finding anything that makes us happy, being as present as we possibly can. And maybe those are checkable things for us right now. And that's what that season of sadness looks like. And then slowly finding our way back to self and happiness, but we can still win even in seasons of sadness, right? And maybe that looks like four months. And maybe that looks like two years, whatever that looks like. The biggest thing is how are we celebrating ourselves through this? And what metrics are we giving ourselves to celebrate? Yes. Even some of you are going, well, I'm pretty mediocre. I'm not really accomplishing that much. No, 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 no. I promise. If you can even say the word accomplishment, there's something you are accomplishing. And that's part of the great things, right? Making that a part of our everyday ups the ante, good people. I don't even know what that means. I think, well, I don't know what ups the ante, ups the ante. I think it's like a gambling thing. Anyways, it increases the level at which we're calling performance into our lives. So like the world's going to react to that. That's a frequency that we're putting out there, a greatness frequency. And so... Today, good self right here. I'm working on probably about three projects right now. And I haven't really set any stair-step goals for myself to celebrate along the way to that bigger accomplishment. And I think that's where we could all get better. We're not great as a species, female specifically, at celebrating ourselves all the time. And I'm done. I'm done with it. 
I'm going to keep on celebrating. I am going to celebrate my presence on a walk to school. I do feel really great about that. I feel great about jumping over the lava lines that constantly exhaust our existence in this world. I feel great about that. And when it's on that personal side, like, was I present today? Did I show up for this as myself? Am I being the person that I want to be? We don't exactly check a box for that. But should we? I think so. I think so because you deserve to celebrate that self-growth as well. And so like when you come home from Easter this weekend, was I present? Did I show up? Or did I show up with a list of things that I could be doing instead with keeping track of the list of things I'm going to have to do after this? Right? Start finding ways to celebrate all the work that you're doing. All of it. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, you can find me on all socials at The Death of a Dream. That's on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page that you can follow there. And then Hannah Ness on LinkedIn. Go ahead and check out the website. If you feel like it, there are additional pieces that are not included in the podcast. um, And you can reach out and contact me anywhere. If you have any questions, message me. Let's connect. I'd love to talk through your story because everyone's story is worth being told and has worth in it.